The following program is a presentation of the Flypod New Media Network, www.theflypod.com. You are listening to Super Chat the official school information podcast for Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools. Thank you for listening in today. And today, my guests are Edgewood High School Principal Dirk Ackerman and health and PE teacher and new football coach Scott Fisher. This program is sponsored exclusively by the locally owned and operated group of McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville. If you are ready to get started working toward your college degree, McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville offer financial support to their employees to help make their educational journey easier. Archways to Opportunity offers programs to help make your goals become reality and in a way that fits your lifestyle. For more information on receiving $2,500 annual tuition assistance available to part-time student employees, as well as other programs, visit their website, archwaystoopportunity.com. McDonald's, committed to being America's best first job. Our nationwide media network operates with a team of 35 individual show hosts around the country, We also have 80 syndication partners and 17 different media domain platforms. We provide on-demand media programming for over 3,300 communities across the nation. Super Chat is a show format we offer for school districts across the country. However, this episode of Super Chat is produced solely for the benefit of the stakeholders of Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools. Well, Dirk, Scott, I welcome you both to Super Chat. Dirk, when you look at the whole scene, you know, I could see where it may be kind of easy to take it for for granted. But when you see all of the athletic competitions going on, the music programs and performances and everything academic that's going on within your schools, it, it just has to make you feel immensely proud of what you have operating and what you're a part of. Can you describe for me maybe to give our listeners a feel for the satisfaction that comes from what you see taking place at your schools every day? You, you know, Gary, that's a that's a great question. It, it, it's incredible. Um, I've gotten to be a part of state championships with the band, great successes with uh, many of our sports teams. And I get to do it year in, year out. You know, we have parents that come in and they're here for four or six or eight years, depending on how many kids they have. But uh, to get to experience it every year and to get to share these moments with teenagers, it's motivating. And it's it's not just um, the music programs or the sports programs. It's the successes that I've gotten to share with kids that have excelled academically, that have gotten accepted into Harvard. Um, and those great conversations and uh, just uh, it, it, they're endless. Um, the, the opportunities that I've had to uh, share in those moments are, are absolutely endless and the greatest part of my job. They keep me going. How does it make you feel when you have a student return after being gone for a few years and they just kind of openly reflect 
upon the experience and, and how grateful they were uh, to everybody that helped them along through the process. That I mean, that has to be a part of the reward of being in education, is it not? You know, that's what, that's what it's really about. That's when it all comes to fruition. It all comes together and you get to hear those comments. And, and sometimes it's about a student that had a great experience that, you know, comes back and thanks us and, and you know, ha- and, and recognizes um, how hard we work together uh, to help them with their successes. You know, sometimes it's a student that really struggled all the way through high school and they come back five years later and they say, you know, thank you. I was making a lot of mistakes and you stuck by me and I learned a lot. And although you maybe didn't think that you had an impact on me, you had a great impact on me. Um, So both of those opportunities are extremely rewarding and special. I would have to think so. Yeah. I know it would make me feel awful good. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. As you embark on the home stretch of this current school year, are there any special highlight events coming up or specific initiatives afoot uh, that you would like our listeners to know about? Actually, Gary, uh, we just finished a highlight. Um, So since 1998-99 school year, we had an event called the All-Nighter. It's a lock-in for students. Uh, For many years, it was from 10 o'clock at night until 5 in the morning. And then we all got a little older, and we now make it 8 o'clock at night to 3 o'clock in the morning. But we, we start out the night with uh, giving the kids pizzas, wings, and all kinds of great food. Uh, and then we break the teams. We, we have a group called Leadership Academy, and they are our team leaders. They actually put the event together as well. They work with us to put the event together. So we have two hours from 10 to 12. We have teams of students. And this is uh, an event that really makes Edgewood special because when we divide the kids, they sign up, but they don't pick their teams. And I just actually had a conversation 20 minutes ago with a couple of students, and they said the best part of the night was, you know, one young man, Josh, said, I didn't know anybody on my team. And by the time the night was over, we were all friends. We worked together on those events. Um, so they have... We have crazy uh, relays, roller skateboards. Um, we have an event called Big Pants where one person on the team has long underwear on and the rest of the team is throwing bing bags and the one that catches the most is the winning team. It, it, it's just a great event and, and it really has every year, I think it really helps us create a culture of togetherness and just a, a great spirited night for the entire school. Uh, and then leading into the rest of the year, you know, we've got graduation coming up. Um, spring sports, uh, they get here so quickly. You know, the spring sports have started. Our marching band is uh, competing to re- return as the state champion in the winter drum line. They were state champs last year, and on Saturday, they're hoping to regain that trophy. So, graduation, senior class trip, there's just a lot of great events that come up in the spring. You know, when I speak with seniors, I often hear how fast the year has gone for them. It does just fly by, but it's it's an important year and it leaves you with so many milestone memories uh, of things that took place. And uh, I think the more that the students engage, the more memorable that senior year is. But before you know it, they're walking down the aisle and taking their diploma. The music stops and away they go off into the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then three years later, they returned and said, let me back in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do hear, uh, and I thought high school was tough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Scott, let me turn to you. Well, as of last night, wow, you've taken over the football coaching position. This is really cool. So give our listeners an overview of your history in public education and coaching or even playing the game. What can you tell us? I uh, went to Bishop Tard High School, graduated in 1989, was captain of the football team and played baseball. Wanted to walk on at IU, had a couple of shoulder issues that uh, kept me from doing that. Got lucky enough to uh, meet uh, the head coach at Park Tudor, a guy named Tom Page, and he took me on as his uh, varsity assistant coach at 19, and I've been coaching for 33 seasons. You know, when you think about that, you have to reflect on what all you learned during that whole journey, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I when I started out, it was it was probably more about me staying connected to the game. Um, it was something you kind of a lot of high school kids, I think, identify themselves by what they do not necessarily who they are inside. And so I think it uh, started out more about me. And obviously over the years, it became really about becoming more student-centered and the impact that I have on getting these young men to uh, think about their life and what they want to do, what they dream about, instead of just, you know, always being looking for instant gratification and stuff like that. Why were you interested in coming on board at Edgewood? I did a lot of research. I've always felt called to not stay in a safe place and and get out there and try to uh, make an impact in our communities. And um, I was in a great position at Franklin Central with great coaching staff and great friends that I've been around for a long time. And I just felt a calling. And so I started looking around. I'd looked at Edgewood uh, about a decade ago, always liked the Bloomington area. And, um, kind of surprised everybody. I showed up at a basketball game in the middle of the year and um, it was uh, it was awesome. At first, they, the pep band was amazing. Somehow they knew that I was coming down and had a community night where they had all of the elementary school kids that were going in this cheer camp at the game. So there were about, no, oh, I don't know, maybe 600 little kids running around the gym with a good basketball game going on that went down to the last second shot. And the pep band playing great music. And I think they kind of surprised me a little bit with the community involvement and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Well, as a coach, what would you say is your underlying philosophy of coaching in the game? I think it's interesting. About a, oh, five years ago, I started thinking about why they call us coaches. You know, in baseball, it's a manager. And in business world, it might be your manager or your boss. Um, you know, in a classroom as teacher and, and then at college as professor. And I was like, well, where did this word coach come from? And so I started looking at the etymology of the word. And it comes from a, a tutor back at Oxford. And even then, it was like, okay, so they coach you through the season. But where did it come from? And it obviously goes back to the old English word coach as a wagon that, that transported people around. And I kind of like that idea that that what we're doing as coaches is helping important people on a journey from one place to another. And in this case, obviously, from being uh, young people to uh, adult members of society. And so that's that's kind of the foundational philosophy that I have. 
um, is to help these young young people on their journey. Well, there's a lot of symbolism in what you just described, and, and, and I would call it healthy, especially from your own perspective. Your description was wonderful. Well, I'm sure that you've given it a bit of thought and created some specific goals that you would like to set up for your football program, your team, and, and perhaps yourself as a coach. What can you tell us there? Can you reflect on that a little bit? First goal is to put together a staff of, of uh, coaches that uh, see our, our mission that same way, that have a vision for where we want to go, that are all in kind of people, are willing to do anything to make this the best experience in the, these young men's lives. Then we got to get the kids out. Um, we've got a pretty, uh, pretty good returning group of people and a good group of freshmen coming in to the program and getting them into the weight room is a top priority. You know, there's the will to win on Friday night is, is, is always there. Every, every team that goes out wants to win. Every kid wants to perform well. It's that will to prepare to win that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of a player and their point of view, when you think back about it, what makes a good coach in the eyes of the player? When I think back to when I was playing, what always impressed me with the coaches that I had was their passion for football, their passion for doing things right. <laughs> my, my dad in particular was a guy that, you know, he didn't really compliment you necessarily for what you were doing right. He, he always wanted to work on correcting what you did wrong. And that idea of, of playing the perfect game. And if you try to achieve that, then you're going to pass excellent on the way. And that, that always stood out to me in terms of the, the coaches that I had. I love it. Well, congratulations, Scott. This is a new uh, threshold event for you. I mean, you're starting and embarking on uh, something that will be uh, good and great, no doubt. Guys, I've enjoyed our conversation today, and I hope our listeners have as well. Scott, we wish you the very best of success in this new coaching position, and I'd like to thank you both for joining me today here on Super Chat. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Folks, I ask that you share this podcast with your community of school-associated friends using social media. I'd like to thank our sponsor for their support the locally and owned operated McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville. Just remember, if you have a comment or a question for us right here in studio number seven, email it to us, shout at theflypod.com. Well, I have been your host, Gary Puckett, and our show comes to you free and clear on your portable media device or computer through the program feeds of theflypod.com new media network. We're glad you joined us today. Thank you for listening in here on Super Chat, the official school information podcast for Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools.